The month of February is a month of growth and a month of stewardship. We try to do that every February, right? So our focus is always on growth, how to become, you know, um, better people as believers to grow, right, in every required area of life. And so all through this month, we're going to be teaching on developing strength, right? And as time will permit or allow, um, we're going to delve into areas in which we need to grow. So this more um this evening, not morning, this evening, right, I just want to lay a very strong foundation on our discourse for the month of February. And let's be reminded that every first three days of the month as a church will fast, right? So if you did not fast today, remember to fast tomorrow and on Wednesday. And to fast is not to stay away from food, or else that becomes a medical detoxification. Because even in medical practice, they can tell you sometimes to stay off food, right? To release the toxins in your body. And so, um, biblical fast is more than staying off food. It is staying off everything that can bring you pleasure so that you can focus your attention on God in the place of prayers and in the place of the word. I hear what I'm saying. So, let's ensure we spend time in the place of prayers. And that's why um, during the fast, we usually have three prayer watches, right? 6 a.m., 12 p.m., and 6 p.m right that's why you notice there's a bit of change in tonight's midweek recharge that's why we pray 6 p.m right to 6 30 so the same thing is going to apply tomorrow and on friday so please let's make sure um we're part of that you join on google meet 6 a.m and 6 p.m and on youtube right by 12 p.m hallelujah so tonight i want us to open our bibles very quickly to first chronicles 28 and verse 20 first chronicles chapter 28 and verse 20 we're still going to pray tonight is that okay all right, First Chronicles 28 and verse 20. First Chronicles 28 and verse 20. Now, if you read the background of this passage of scripture, this was the time that David was about to die, you see, and he was already aware of what was going to happen that he was about to transition into the afterlife. And he began to, you know, um, train, as it were, or give his final words to his son Solomon, who was going to assume rulership right after him. And the reason why I'm telling us this is because you need to understand that the words of a man, when that man is about to transition, must be paid, you must pay attention to those words. Those words are usually not mere words. That's why you see that even Jesus, right, when he was about to be crucified, there were certain things he started telling his disciples that he didn't tell them in the first two years of his ministry. And he began to emphasize them, some of those things. He began to bring the attention to it. He began to tell them the things that will happen after his death. So you and I need to understand that when a man about is about to die, same thing you see in the life of Jacob. The Bible says after he had become Israel and he was about to die, the Bible says he sent for all his sons and he began to speak about what will happen to them in the future. And this is the kind of situation you have right here in the life of David and Solomon. And the Bible says that this was one of the things that David said to Solomon. He says, and David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and of good courage and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed for the Lord... For the Lord God, even my God, will be with you. He will not fail you nor forsake you until you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. So the first thing we see David saying to his son Solomon here, right, the person that was going to be king in his stead, is that he should be strong and of good courage. He should be strong and of good courage. And the Bible says that the things that were written aforetime, they were written for our learning. So it simply means is that what that simply means is you and i need to pay attention to our level of strength because the bible makes us to understand that you and i you may not be born 
from a royal family, earthly royal family, your, if I'm a Yoruba tribe, your name is not start with Ade. But that does not make, mean you are not royalty. I hear what I'm saying. Because the Bible already says he has made us kings and priests. But it's not everybody that walks in the reality of their kingship on the earth. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 13, the Bible says he has made us the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. But you and I know, except we want to deceive ourselves and want to live in self-delusion, there are many believers, right, that are not at the head. And the reason is because of what David is saying here, right, that he should be strong and of good courage. Anyone that will ascend their throne in life, anyone that will experience the fullness of God's plan and purpose for their life, they must be strong and be of good courage. And that's what we're going to be focusing on all through this month. All through this month. In 2 Kings chapter 19 and verse 3. Let's go there. Let's have it on the screen. 2 Kings chapter 19 and verse 3. 2 Kings chapter 19 and verse 3. 2 Kings chapter 19 and verse 3. Can we read it together? One to go. The Bible says, And they said unto him, Thus saith Ezekiah, This day is a day of trouble and of rebuke. And blasphemy. Why? Because the children are come to birth and there is no strength to bring forth. Did you see that? He said, This is a day of trouble. This is a sad day. That's how another translation puts it. He said, This is a gloomy day. Why? Because children have come to birth. That is, it is time for you know these people to bring forth. But the strength for them to birth, what they were supposed to bring forth, is not there. And you and I know if you have the basic understanding, you see, of um, um, delivery, medical science, when there is no strength, oftentimes, you see, I've had a story, different stories of funny human beings, you know, in the name of Christianity. They call it Christianity, but that's stupidity. Who will say things like, you know, my wife must give birth, you know, by natural birth, <laughs> you know, and they will say, no, I don't believe in CS and all those. And I want to believe you don't have that mindset in this house. If you have that mindset as a guy, you need help. And that very fast. And I pray no woman that has sense will marry you. Praise the Lord. You know, I've seen a lot. I haven't had a story, you know, someone that's um, like, I don't want to give too much details, you know, because you never know who's watching, right? Anyway, someone that the wife was about to put to bed and the doctors told him that we're going to lose this woman if we don't, you know, do the CS. And the man said, no, I know the God that I serve. You know, I don't have the covenant of CS with God. In our family, nobody has ever done CS. And in our church, too, nobody has done CS. So, he called all the pastors to be praying. Those pastors, we should light them down and give them serious business. Those want to say, yes, 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 it's true, it's true. And they started praying. The woman died, the baby died. And the man said, God failed him. You know, walked away from the faith. I'm not sure that man is still born again right now. You know, did God fail him? No. If there were no medical intervention and there has been no discovery in helping that woman to give birth, right? And something happens. Oh, he can have that excuse. But you see, the Bible says that Christ has made unto us the wisdom and power of God. Do you really think that things can happen on the earth without, the, as, uh, without God allowing those things to happen? You see, certain things may not even pass through because, you see, the Bible says that in the last days that he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. It is on Christian flesh. So there are certain ideas that if a believer's mind, you see, is not elastic enough to receive, God will give it to an unbeliever. 
That's why on the day, you know, that God wanted the gospel to go to the Gentiles. And he began to speak to Peter. Peter was quoting scripture to God. Isn't that amazing? God said, arise it. He said, no, I shall eat no unclean thing. He said, God, you are the one. God said the second time. And God was trying to tell him because, of course, God had already sent, you know, told Cornelius, an angel appeared to him, that he should send the people that will preach the gospel to him because angels don't preach the gospel to people. And before that time, the gospel had not been preached to the Gentiles. And so God knew that if Peter had that the people that he was going to preach to were Gentiles, right, non-Jews, that he would have that disposition like, you know, we don't have anything to do with Gentiles and stuff like that. That's why God gave him that revelation. Unfortunately, he was quoting scripture to God. You see, we must learn to be fluid in our walk with God. Like I've told us a couple of times, the same God that told Abraham, kill your son Isaac, was the same God that told him to stop. What if the only thing Abraham had was kill Isaac? And after he killed him and the blood is dripping, he's not waiting for God to raise him back. And God does not raise him back. Now I want you, ah, God, where are you? God would have answered him, <laughs> where I will be when my son is being crucified. I hear what I'm saying. So the God that told him to kill Isaac was the same God that told him not to. You see, if Abraham had not been flexible in his walk with God, he might have even rebuked God. When he had that, stay in your hand, don't kill the boy. He would have said, no, I cast out that spirit that does not want me to make this sacrifice. He would have bound God and killed Isaac for nothing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, in medical practice, what happens is when a woman is not able to give birth naturally, the purpose of CS is to assist her where she does not have strength. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why the Bible says here that the children, they have come to birth. He says, but there is no strength to bring forth. For you, it may not be children. It may be an idea. It may be a vision God has given you. Let me tell you this. The reason why certain things have not happened in your life is because you don't have the strength to bath it. Especially if it has been a dream that has been in your heart for so long. Years after year, you've been writing it as a goal, writing it as a vision. This year, I will. This year, I will. This year, I will. It's because you don't yet have strength in that area of your life. That's why those things have not come to pass. And my intention is that all through this month, we're going to touch on different areas of our lives where we need to develop strength. So why do you need strength? Let's talk about this tonight. Why do you need strength? Why do you need strength? As a believer, as a child of God, why do you need to develop strength? Number one, because it takes strength to bath greatness. It takes strength. It takes spiritual strength. It takes emotional strength. It takes mental strength. <laughs> it takes social strength to bath greatness. And God's covenant with you and I is for us to become great. That's why he said to Abraham in Genesis 12 and verse 2, 1 to 2. He said, get out of your father's house to a land that I will show you. He said, I will make your name great. He said, I will make of you a great nation. Right? I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Did you see that? And everything he promised Abraham, he promised us. Because in Galatians, I believe chapter 3 and verse 13 or maybe verse 18, the Bible makes us to understand that when we give our lives to Christ, one of the things that happens spiritually is that we become connected to the blessing of Abraham. So every promise God made to Abraham, he also made to you. Am I making sense tonight? Alright. I think it should be verse 13 then. Go to verse 13. Let's see if it's verse 13. 
All right, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord, being made a curse for us, yes. But it is written, curses everyone that hangs upon the tree, verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham, did you see that, might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ and that we may receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Who are the Gentiles? Anyone that is not a Jew by birth is a Gentile. He's a Gentile. And you see, before Jesus died, any promise that was made to the Gentile, as a Jew, you can't partake of it. The promise was strictly for the Jews. But you see, salvation made you and I to be a partaker right of the divine nature and every blessing that god made to the jews so you and i today we are spiritual jews are you hearing what i'm saying that's why even in natural times you date you hardly see a riffraff a riffraff jew a jew that is not doing well must have have been influenced by western culture i can tell you that go and check it any jew that's not doing well most of them they are those that have been influenced by western culture do what makes you happy those kind of things you know and a lot of people too in africa are swallowing that nonsense pill do what makes you happy yeah. what if killing people is what makes me happy oh you don't know there are some people with such illnesses some people just like blood so if that's what makes them happy then do what makes you happy <laughs> anyway so it takes strength to bad greatness and let me tell you, God did not create anyone to be a junk. God did not create any one of us to be ordinary, especially as a believer. See, I remember years ago, the Holy Spirit gave me this explanation. And he just said, do you know that you yourself, you have not come to know yourself? I said, what does that mean? He said, what you think you know or who you think you know when you look at the mirror? He said, that is not you. It's just like going to a street and you see beautiful houses there. And maybe is it quantity surveyor who are those that do the valuation of properties? You now say this is the value of this property. You can't get the accurate value until you enter into the house. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The same thing as a human being. When we look at you, we have not really seen you. Because this is your body. This is the house in which your spirit and your soul lives. That's why when a man dies, the man is still there. You can see every part that you know. But the real person has left. So God did not create any one of us right, to be ordinary. He created every one of us to be great. To be the head wherever you are in industry, in the marketplace. God expects you to stand out. However, understand that your level of greatness will be determined by your level of strength. You see, there are even things that God will never entrust you with if you have not built capacity for it. The best way to illustrate it is this. I think I've given that illustration a couple of times. If someone is at the 10th floor of a building and the person falls, <laughs> you see, that fall is going to be disastrous compared to if someone is standing on this stage and the person falls. Nothing may even happen to you. So sometimes the reason why a lot of people are praying and they've not experienced some measure of lifting is because God knows they don't have the strength it takes to sustain it. And one of the ways I'm going to be, you know, the way I'm going to be rounding up this series at the end of the month is on how to preserve your strength. After you have developed it, you must learn to preserve it. Because a lot of people develop strength, but eventually, you see, that's why you always have a lot of X this, X that. Because, you see, it is one thing to get to the top, it's another thing to stay there. And there are different ball games. It's one thing to have money today. And let me tell you this. <laughs> the Bible says riches develop wings and they fly away. The fact that somebody has money today does not mean... I've come to realize that there are lots of ex-rich people. If you live long enough, you'd have known some too. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why you say... I'm um, not David. Um, Samson. 
was a strong guy. He could get anything done. But Samson was not wise enough to learn how to protect the strength God had given him. One of the ways he lost his strength was not knowing what to say, when to say it, and who to say it to. So the first reason why you need strength is because it takes strength to bath greatness. Greatness in your career. Greatness in your field. You see, you are a medical doctor. God wants you to be a great one. You are an accountant. God wants you to be a great one. Not just an ordinary one. An accountant that when you speak or when you sneeze, the economy will catch cold. Your industry will listen. I hear what I'm saying. Whatever it is that you're doing, God wants you to be great at that thing. But it takes strength to be great. Number two reason why you need strength is because you need strength to fulfill your dreams and your destiny. You need strength to fulfill your dreams and your destiny. <laughs> Without strength, your dream will become a nightmare. Without strength, your dreams will become nothing but a nightmare. Why? Because every time you dream again, it will be bringing sorrow to your heart. I hear what I'm saying. Because when you keep dreaming and dreaming and dreaming and dreaming and there's no way of fulfilling the dream, it has become nightmare. It takes strength. That thing that you are trusting God for, those goals, everything you have set out to achieve this year, there is a measure of strength. You see, the reason why it is a goal is because the measure of strength you had in the past month or in the past year was not enough to turn it into reality. That's why it is still a goal. If you already had the strength to make it a reality and you were living in the reality, it will not be a goal. It will not be a dream. It will not be a plan. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, if Solomon had the capacity, right, and he had everything it takes to rule in the place of David and accomplish maybe what David had accomplished or even more, you see, David wouldn't have had to sit him down and be telling him what to do. He wouldn't have had to tell him to be strong if he was already strong. That's why when Solomon ascended the throne, the first thing he did was to make contact with the realm of the spirit. Because that's where it starts from. But I'm not going to get there tonight. That's where it starts from. The Bible says that he offered a thousand bought offering. Why? It was not, it was an acknowledgement of his weakness. Because he knew that no, <laughs> you see, this was a guy that was surrounded by enemies. Remember that Solomon was not the first son of David. He was not the son of the first wife, of the second wife, but he was the one God chose. This was a guy that even while he was, you know, David was still alive, one of his elder brothers had already cornered all the generals of David and they had already anointed him king. While Solomon was still alive and while David was still alive. So if Solomon already had everything that was required to, you know, fulfill that destiny that he had, David would not have had to sit him down and be saying, be strong. Be strong. It simply means that there were certain areas David had observed and he realized that my son is weak in this area. That's why he had to tell him be strong. If he was already strong, he wouldn't have had to tell him that. I want you to look at the person sitting next to you. Ask the person, are you strong? Ask the person, are you really, really strong? Number three, why do you need strength? Because lack of strength makes you a victim in life and the marketplace. Lack of strength makes you a victim in life and the marketplace. Luke chapter 11, verse 21 to 22. Luke chapter 11, verse 21 to 22. Luke chapter 11, verse 21 to 22. The Bible says, when a strong man harmed, keeps his palace, his goods are in what? Are in peace. 
He says, but when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overtake him, he takes from him all his armor, wherein he trusts, and he divided his spoils. You know, growing up when I had the scripture, and I know a lot of people too have this interpretation, you thought that the strong man was the devil, isn't it? He didn't say strong spirit, he said strong man. So it simply means that you can be the stronger person in that equation. And the devil can be the stronger one in the equation. It's up to you. It's up to you. But whoever is the weaker one will always be a victim. Because the Bible says that when a stronger than you comes, he will overcome that person and take away everything that he trusts. So the reason people become victims, now let me put it this way. The reason why people become ex this, or someone has always been at the top, maybe in a particular industry, and over time someone else is someone else comes and takes that position from them is because while they were at the top and they develop strength to get to that top oftentimes what happens is that people began to they begin to play too they stop developing the strength that is required to stay there you see so a younger person or a newbie right having studied them discovered their loopholes now develops the strength that is greater than the strength they already have and overtakes them in that industry Am I making sense this evening? So, lack of strength will make you a victim in life and the marketplace. It will. And that's why it's very important you and I will develop strength. Number four, demons are attracted to weakness. Demons are attracted to weakness. That is lack of strength. Because when you are not strong, you are weak. Haven't you noticed that even in normal, our normal world, bullies are attracted to weak people? Haven't you noticed? Demons are bullies. They don't have a right to operate on the earth. But if they are too weak, they will bully you. They will push you around. And so if there is so much demonic activity around you, (laughs) it's because there is not enough strength. That's why Jesus, right, was saying in Matthew chapter 12, and if you can go there, that would be very, you know, good. Matthew 12, verse 43 to 45. We need to see that. Matthew 12, 43 to 45. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 43 to 45. The Bible says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he will walk through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. Then he will say, I will return into my house from where I came out. And when he is come, he finds it empty, swept and garnished. Then goeth he and takes with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall he be unto this wicked generation. Now, let me say something. Sometimes the worst thing that can happen to some people is deliverance. And I will explain to you what that means. Because look at what happened here. The Bible says that after a demon has been cast out. Now, the reason it was, if you pay attention to the context of that scripture, it was not the man that casted out that demon himself. That demon was casted out of him. Right? So the Bible says that the demon will go back to check. If there is still space in that place, it simply means that if the person has not developed the capacity to keep him out. So the Bible says that, this is Jesus speaking, that when he finds a place available, because the demon knew how he got out in the first place, that it was an exercise of strength. The Bible says the demon will now look for several more wicked or more stronger demons, and they will now come. So the energy it takes to cast out one demon, you can't use that energy to cast out seven. I hear what I'm saying. 
That's why I said that the worst thing that can happen to some people is deliverance. Because when you are delivered and you don't develop the strength to match it, a worse situation always comes. That's why sometimes when people go for certain meetings, crusades and all those things, and they are healed sometimes, it seems as if months later, that sickness comes back in a worse state. And I say, ah, that healing is not true. It is true. But the problem oftentimes is that people don't develop the strength that it takes to keep those things at bay. And what always happens is that nature abhors a vacuum. If you send out a demonic spirit and you don't fill that space ah, with something else, a worse situation is going to arise. This is not a prophet speaking. This is Jesus himself speaking. So please understand this. Demons are always attracted to weakness. Because sometimes there are some believers who have a mindset of, hey, me, I don't talk, you know, I, I, I don't go to where the devil is. Oh, Satan, stay your own. Day your day. Make a day my day. It doesn't work like that. Some of us, maybe you were bullied when you were in school. You had a very small stature. Have you noticed that the more you try to hide from bullies, the more they pay attention to you? But a bully shows up. Tries to bully you, you give him one uppercut, he will leave you. Because you're just like, yeah, ah, this one is not normal. <laughs> but the more you try to beg the bully, ah, the stronger he feels. Because he's deriving his fulfillment from that victimization. Same thing in the realm of the spirit. Demons are glad and happy when you are weak. Especially when you are now praying victim prayers. God, <laughs> why are you doing this to me? He's not the one doing it. God, don't look at me like this. My woman wrong. <laughs> God, do this. <laughs> the demons are excited. They say, ah, fantastic. We've seen someone we can bully. So please pay attention to that. The word empty there literally means the inability to resist. When it says that the demons will come back and when he finds that place empty, swept, that word empty simply means is that the person has the inability to resist it when he tries to come back. And the capacity to resist is determined by your level of strength. I hear what I'm saying tonight. Number five, the fifth reason why you need to develop strength is because without strength, you will never amount to much. Are you hearing me? Without strength, you will never what? Amount to much. See, if you'll be honest with yourself, haven't you noticed that it seems as if everyone at the top, everyone that stands out in life, it seems as if they have almost the same personality. Have you noticed? You hardly see a weak person at the top. <laughs> Forget about temperament. When you relate with them, you get... <laughs> I remember a couple of days ago, I was having a conversation, you know, with a friend of mine. And we're just talking about some of these things. And just a pastor, I think this thing is true. There is a reason why it's in the world of finance now. There are some guys they refer to as the big four. Huh? KPMG and the other guys. Why is it that all this, why? It has not become big six. It has always been big for. <laughs> because they are protecting that tough. See, if you are going to amount to much in that business, in that career, in anything you are doing in life, the reason a lot of people don't rise to the top is that they don't... God just give me what... They quote Lemuel. Was Lemuel saved? He said, God just give me enough to eat, to drink, so that I may not sin against you. That's not, you see. Before you quote the scripture, check out who said it. Those are things we teach in MIT class. Who said it? When was he said? To whom was he said? There are certain things in the Bible that is an instruction. Some are a warning. What is a warning? You can't make it your own lifestyle. Let's say, I've got... <laughs> Praise the Lord. Am I helping somebody tonight? 
you cannot see you must get to that point where you accept it that i cannot amount to much if i'm not strong i came across a scripture years ago and that scripture literally changed my life proverbs 11 and verse 6 it says strong men retain riches it means if you are not strong you can never make it financially never did i quote it wrongly check 16 maybe 16 proverbs 11 16 someone should just help me just check media okay 16 a gracious woman retains honor and strong men what retain what riches <laughs> you can never be rich if you are not strong one of the ways to be strong if you are going to be financially free ah, and prosperous is you must be strong enough not to be distracted by what everybody is doing you know it takes strength to do that when everybody is doing something, I seem to say that is what is trending. You are not bothered. Strength to say no when you have the capacity to say yes to yourself. Strength to reduce your lifestyle, to live below, far below your means. It takes strength to do that. But you know, everybody, the average person wants to live according to their means. <laughs> Strong very thin riches. So you're going to amount to much in life, in business, in career, in anything. There is a measure, you see. Let me tell you something. When you move close to a lot of people at the top, huh, you will find out that a lot of people left them at the point. Every, you see, no matter the, the industry, whether it's ministry, whether it's industry. And those people, if you talk to them, huh, I learned something from one of my mentors. He said he does not have conversations with people that have not built anything in their life because they can't understand. So when you talk to some of those people, you will see the way they describe the people at the top. It's as if they are wicked people. Go and check it. Talk to the people that have been working in your company before you got there. You will see the way they will talk about your boss. Like he's a wicked man. That's the reason why he's the boss. I hear what I'm saying because you are interpreting everything from an emotional standpoint. He is not interpreting; he is interpreting it from the big picture. He's seeing ten steps ahead, fifteen steps ahead, while you are just seeing the next step. So sometimes, when the people at the top are making certain decisions, taking certain steps, it looks as if this person is unfair. This person is not nice. It's not about being nice. Remember, being nice is not a fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Kind. There is no nice there. Sometimes being nice is a, is a contemporary war for stupidity. And nice people don't get the corner office. They don't get the penthouse. Everybody likes them, but they don't amount to much. My pastor told me years ago. <laughs> he said, if you have to choose between being loved and being respected, he said, choose being respected. He said, if people respect you, they will eventually love you. He said, make sure you get so much love from your family that you don't need the love of any other person. Well, you know, some people, they've sabotaged their destiny. Why? Because they just want people to like them. Are you ice cream? It's ice cream that everybody likes. I know ice cream. You're a human being that has a destiny, that has a call of God upon your life. Without strength, you'll never amount to much. Genesis 27 and verse 40. When... Esau missed the blessing that was not his, his, his anyway. The blessing he wanted to steal from the person he sold it two years before. The Bible says he asked his father. Don't you have just one blessing? One. Even if it is just one. Just say something. And Isaac was honest enough. With, he was honest enough. I've already blessed him and I can't reverse it. 
But look at what he said. You see, I think it's, it's even better. We don't have the New King James. We would have read the New King James. He says, and by your sword you shall live. And you shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass that you shall have dominion. That you shall break his yoke off of your neck. Sorry. He said, it shall come to pass when you shall have dominion. That you shall break his yoke off of your neck. What that simply means is that when you have developed capacity. That the only way you will stop serving your brother. Is when you get to that point where you become so strong. And you have developed capacity that you can no longer serve him. And let me tell you this. Did you know that Esau took to that advice? Because years down the line. After Jacob showed up. And they saw and Jacob sent gifts to him. He said, ah, no, 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 no. He said, I have enough. I have enough. So he took to the advice of his father. He took to that advice. He said, I have enough. He said, keep what is yours. I have enough. He said, I mean, that's, see, that's why sometimes it seems as if a lot of believers, we have received prophecy, we have received blessing, we are praying, we are fasting. But sometimes, if we be honest, it seems as if, ah, the people that don't have the access to these things, they are doing better. Why? Because they are developing strength sometimes we are only focusing on the blessing. Now, imagine combining strength and the blessing. How far you will go? See, as a believer, you know the best way to conduct your life? Huh? Pray as if there is no work and work as if there is no prayer. Work as if you don't believe in God. And when you are praying, pray as if you don't believe in work. There is only God that can help you. But when you step into work, Get into work mode as if there is no God, like you are natist. When you combine the two, your result will be astronomical. What happens most times is someone just There's no point. God will do it. Really? He told him, he said, you will only break that yoke. The day you become tired. A lot of people are not tired enough. They are comfortable. They are okay. Uh, it does not really matter. At least I'm okay. I drive. How do you drive? I drive this. I live in a three-bedroom mansion. A three-bedroom is a mansion. You know. Some people, their desire dies the day they use iPhone. That's the day their desire dies. That's the apex of their fulfillment. How can you achieve much? How? Praise the Lord. Number what now? Number six, why do you need to develop strength? Because without strength, you will keep going around the same cycle of stagnation. Without strength, you will keep going around the same cycle of stagnation. Hmm. Without strength, you see, because it's like a cycle. It's like a cycle. And sometimes you need strength to break certain cycles. That this thing has continued enough, it will continue no further. And the reason sometimes we remain in that stagnation, that cycle, is because we are giving excuses that it's okay. And it is normal. Why would you want to change something that you believe is normal? You don't understand? If I already believe something is normal, have you seen someone before that his desire is to be walking on the hands? Huh? For the leg to be up and to be walking with the hand. Have you seen anybody like that? Why? Because every normal human being expects and believes that the normal thing is to walk with your leg. So, if you believe that where you are is the normal place you should be, you can never break free from that place. If you believe that your current bottom line is your normal, why would you make more? 
If you believe that the number of staff you have now is the number is normal thing, that, at least from where I come from, nobody even hired one person. Now me have I had five. Glory be to thy God. <laughs> you will not desire more. So because some people hire and pay five thousand people on a monthly basis, and the staff don't pray to be paid. I hear what I'm saying. Private business. So I'm not talking about governments. Because we even know that some state governments owe. They owe money. For two, three months. <laughs> Go and check out the guys that do those things. Go and check out the, their children and their children's children. You can't, you see, you can't. <laughs> the scripture is too clear. It says the cost of the Lord is in the house of a thief. Is this any cost of, cost of a prophet too? The cost of the if God causes you, who will reverse it? If the cost does not fight in the days of that person, it will fight their children and their children's children, except those who enter into the covenant and break it. But they even need to be aware that there is a cost somewhere too, because you can't break something that you're oblivious of. Next reason why you need to develop strength is that your strength level determines what you can be entrusted with by God and men. Your strength level determines what you can be entrusted with by God and men. Your strength level determines what you can be entrusted with by God and men. Your strength level determines what you can be entrusted with by God and men. Hmm. While we are praying for liftings, while we are praying for God to raise us in this year 2023, we must begin to develop capacity to match where we want God to lift us to. Because let me tell you something about God. God is not emotional. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In the context in which I'm talking now, God is not emotional. So if you have not developed capacity, if you don't have the strength to undo certain things, you may pray till you die during the prayer. Fast for 40 days, no water, no nothing. Huh? Pray to the point where you don't even have the strength to pray. It doesn't mean God will say, oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, this guy. He has been praying, you know, and he has even been fasting. He has not been to the school of aviation. But let's make him a pilot. Is that answered prayer? God has just killed everybody <laughs> that will fly that plane. But you know, sometimes as believers, that's what we're expecting God to do. We're expecting him to do for us what we have refused to build capacity for. That's why if you read that story in Matthew chapter 25, what the Bible talks about the man with the five talents, that was, sorry, the man that was given five talents, the one that was given two talents and the one that was given one talent. The Bible says he gave them according to their several ability. So it's not that the master looked at one and said, mm, this one, let me give him five. No, it was not an emotional decision. He made that decision as a result of the capacity he knew that they had. So he didn't trust them beyond what they could handle. It says, and unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to what? His several ability. So he didn't just give them, and you see, at the end of the story, we realize that the master was right. Because the one that they gave one talent, he didn't do anything with it because he had no ability. In Exodus chapter 9, I think that's one of the, um, 19, um, 19, sorry, that's the scripture reading for today, Right? The Bible says, if you have read it, that Jethro told Moses, his son-in-law, 
and said the thing that you are doing is no good by trying to lead everybody at one millions of people he said this is what you will do he said look for people that have different capacity the people that can lead 10 people the people that can lead 50s that can lead 100 that can lead thousands imagine let me tell you something if they give a man that has the capacity of 10 and they put him in charge of 10,000 people those 10,000 people will kill him he will die as in <laughs> see sometimes when god has not given you certain things it is a sign that he loves you trust me <laughs> sometimes you go, oh god i want to run a business in billions of dollars do you know the headache someone running billions of dollar company do you know what they go through on a daily basis you your company your office is still petrol gen you are using i passed my neighbor and when you have exceeded the amount, the way you scream, maybe at your store attendance, ah, uh, because small fuel poured on the gen, the way you scream, <laughs> now imagine when your budget for diesel in a week is 50 million naira, or you don't know the organizations like that. <laughs> so sometimes, as we are praying, make sure you are developing the strength to match what you are praying for. Because God will never entrust you with more. You see, and every smart leader also does not entrust people with what they have not developed the capacity to handle. It's either of two things that will happen. Number one, you either destroy them. Huh? Number two, you inspire in them rebellion. Or number three, you, 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 they just crash or they just escape and run away. <laughs> That's why even Paul the Apostle was saying to Timothy, he was writing to him, said, whoever desires the office of a bishop, he said, it's a good thing. He said, however, never ordain a new believer, a new convert. He said, don't do that. He said, because you know what? When you ordain him, he said, the devil will trip him up. He will believe he has achieved something in his life. He will not know his service. He will believe now as a bishop. And bishop in that context simply means a spiritual leader. You just believe that yes, you come, you remove my shoe, you remove my jacket. He will believe that that's what leadership is about. He said he will be puffed up. See, people who understand leadership, that's why when you get close to people that are really at the top, they are humble. Because leadership will humble you, real leadership. Not, not um, what's the word now? Not control. Real leadership. You will be humbled. So you see people who are puffed up, go and check it. They are either leaders under a real leader. So they are not paying the price the leader is paying. That's why they have the luxury of pride. You don't understand. You will get it. Time, time will make you get it. Don't worry. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The next reason, I think that's number eight. Why you need to develop strength is because the top is only reserved for the strong. The top is what? only reserved for the strong <laughs> the top is only reserved for the strong and remember the top is your destiny you shall be the head and not the tail above what only only above only and never beneath however realize that to fulfill that destiny you must be strong because the top is only real served for the strong you see, after Solomon became king, one of the things David taught him how to be strong 
when you get home you can read it first kings right um i think that should be the first chapter to the fifth or sixth chapter there were guys that rose up against david but david had become old he couldn't do anything about it the bible says the day that his son absalom chased him out you see and absalom is also another man that was entrusted with what he had not developed strength for so he ended up becoming rebellious and chased his father out <laughs> out of the city the bible says while he was in transit a guy by the name of basili was he basili i think something like that the guy came after david and was throwing stones at him cursing him the soldiers of david wanted to attack the man david said leave him we are trying to escape you want to be killing someone let's just escape with our lives first the day david got the victory and he was coming back into jerusalem the guy came to david and he began to beg you know he's the devil that's the bible didn't say that you know <laughs> african interpretation he's the devil i'm sorry i didn't know what i was doing david said oh, no problem no problem i will not do anything you are fine david said i will not do anything but he didn't say my son will not do anything strategic man so everyone that david knew will not allow solomon to enjoy his throne david sat him down and told them this one did this one to me make sure you kill him this one did this one and you know the thing about solomon is solomon to the judge just go after them and started killing them there's a particular guy because of time i don't want to go into it solomon called him and said i know what to do to my father he said i'm not going to do anything to you but i'm giving you one condition he said from the, the guy was not living in jerusalem he said from today you will live in jerusalem he said but the day you step outside of the borders of jerusalem you are dead isn't that a good free ticket you know what happened somebody came one day years later he thought solomon had forgotten his servant came and said your goat has escaped your goat ran <laughs> your goat ran out of the city or has forgotten he ran after the goats <laughs> and came back even if you run after goat, don't just <laughs> i know suppose you follow the goat <laughs> he came back and solomon said you remember the agreements now Solomon a while. There's a particular guy to Joab. Joab was like the fourth person to David. But you see, this guy had gotten so close to David for years that he had become familiar. He no longer respected David. When David would give him an instruction, he would do something else. But David at this point, David was like, there's nothing I want to do about this guy. But David knew. He was one of the people that went with Solomon's brother to anoint him as king. First Kings chapter 1. You see, and David gave strict instructions to Solomon that that guy be careful of him. As long as he's alive, the throne will not be, the throne will not be established in your hand. Let's go to Second Kings chapter 2. Second Kings chapter 2 and verse 12. I want to show you what the Bible says after he had done everything. Second Kings chapter 2, 
verse 12. Go to 1 Kings, sorry. 1 Kings chapter 2 and verse 12. Go to 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 2 and verse 12. All right, it's 1 Kings. The Bible says, after everything had happened, there sat Solomon upon the throne of David his father. And what happened? And his kingdom was established. How? Greatly. The first thing he did was not to sit down on the throne. The first thing he did was to establish strength. If he had sat down on the throne, they would have assassinated him on that throne. So it's one thing to sit on the throne. It's another thing for the kingdom to be established in your hand. Many of us, we are doing well as it were. You are comfortable in your industry. You are comfortable in business. But you have not been established in that business. It's one thing to be making money. It's another thing to be established in an industry. Establishment simply means you have gotten to a point whereby nothing can shake you. No negative reports. Nothing anybody says about you can change anything. No scandal, no lie, no rumor can, can shift you. I remember in the 90s, when people would talk about Bishop Edepo and say, oh, they are doing this, they are doing that. Speak against everything because it was new to the body of Christ. Things like mantle, anointing, communion. They would say, ah, it's a cult, it's a cult. Did he shake them? In fact, the thing is, when you are established, the more people attack you, the more you grow. But there are certain things you must never dare if you have not been established. There's a Yoruba proverb that says that um, when you have not gotten to a level of maturity, you don't ask which death killed your father. Because to ask is to invite battles. So you assume as if you don't know your father was assassinated while you are building strength. I hear what I'm saying tonight. The next reason why you need to develop strength is because being strong is a commandment. This one we need to know. As a believer, being strong is a commandment. As a child of God, you can't afford to be weak. Joshua chapter 1, let's read verse 6 to verse 9. Joshua chapter 1, we read verse 6 to verse 9. Joshua chapter 1, we read verse 6 to verse 9. Can we read together one to go? It's on the screen, so let's read together one to go. Be strong and what? Of good courage. For unto these people you shall divide an inheritance, the land which I swear unto their fathers to give. Only what? Be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Turn not from me to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Verse 8 says this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate during day and night that you may observe to do all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Look at it again, verse 9. Have I not what? Commanded you. What is the command? Be what? Be strong and of good courage. You see, God keep mentioning it or kept mentioning it. Be strong. Be strong. So he now went over so that you not think he's a counselor. Have I not commanded you? So for a believer, ah, Developing strength is a commandment. You cannot afford to be weak. You can't afford to be spiritually weak. You can't afford to be socially weak. Any of these things, I'll touch it in the course of this month. You can't afford to miss any of these things. Because a lot of believers are spiritually strong, but they are socially weak. So, there are capacities they generated in the realm of the spirit. But it is another human being that God will use to bring to pass what they need. But their network is so poor and so weak. So what they are praying about, there is no human vessel that God will use to bring it to pass in their life. 
And let me tell you this, human beings are God's method for getting anything done on the earth. You've heard me say that several times. You better believe it. You better believe it. You better believe it. You see, when I say your struggle, I know the quality of your relationship. What you are struggling with is proof of how weak you are socially. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, the difference in men are, it's not just a spiritual strength, it's also a social strength. So, somebody needs, somebody who is 25 years, 25 years of age, right, gets an idea. And within a month, the idea has come to life. How much did they used to execute that idea? 50 million naira. It's not from a rich home, but he has built networks over the years. Sometimes last year I was at a wedding, one of my friends' wedding, and I told my wife, you know, I said, if I don't go for that wedding, we will not forgive me. <laughs> so I told my wife, I said, just pay attention to the wedding. My wife had gone for the engagement. I couldn't go because I was busy that weekend. So I said, okay, we're going to go for the church and reception together, you know. So I was telling my wife about while we were in school and everything, it's someone that if I mention his name now, everybody in this room will know. I told my wife, I said, this guy is not from a rich home. And she saw that herself, it played out. You know, I told her, I said, pay attention. The who is who in this country was at that wedding. Why? Because at a point, some of us when we were in school, we came together and we had certain discussions that I'm not at liberty to say yet. <laughs> And one of the things we decided was to be born again. Now, the born again I'm talking about is not spiritual born again. See, you can re- <laughs> you can burn yourself again if there's anything like that. See, some of us, you look too much like where you are from. You look too much like where you came out from. Too much. We can literally tell where you are from when we look at you, when you talk. We can literally know, tell where you are from. You say, how I, how I know that you have developed certain strengths is that when we look at you and we see your family members and we see where you came out from and there is no correlation. Uh-uh. You mean these are your siblings? You mean these are your cousins? It's not possible. Then we know you have developed certain strengths. But if you can say, say oh, you talk like them, why didn't the brothers of Joseph recognize him? How can you grow up with someone, spend the first 17 years of your life together and not recognize the person 13 years later? Is it possible? Yes and no. Yes, because he had so developed certain capacity. They never, nobody in their lineage has ever ascended such position. Nobody. So how, how, you know, they must have looked at him that, you know, there's a Yoruba proverb that says that God created people two by two. And I say, ah, meji meji lalanda, you know. But, ah, this is this, the, you know, in science fiction, and they call it double ganga, right? So, ah, this is the double ganga of Joseph. They must have looked at, ah, this guy looks so much like Joseph. But they will never have believed that it was Joseph. Don't look like where you came from. I hear what I'm saying. Don't look like where you came from. We'll touch on that all through this month. Number next, as I begin to round up, because I see one of us to pray. Your result is a reflection and feedback of your strength level. Your result is a reflection and feedback of your strength level. See, don't fight feedbacks. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
Don't shoot the messenger. Because without the messenger, you will not get the message. What some people do is they shoot the messenger. <laughs> so what kind of message is this? They just shoot the messenger. How will he bring you the next message? In life, don't get angry at certain things. Make changes. When you see certain things happen, don't, don't be angry. Don't be. You go somewhere, uh, maybe you went with a friend who has developed capacity for certain things. They bring him to the front seat. They left you. Don't be angry. It's a feedback. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't say, what kind of nonsense is that? Eh? They, 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 they now took him to the front. They now left me. It's a feedback. Don't be angry. In fact, you know the worst one is that they take the two of you together to the front. You will assume you have gotten to a place you have not gotten to. So you will nev- there will never be any hunger for progress. And last but not the least, the reason why you need to develop strength is that where there is no strength, there is usually an abortion and destruction of divine plan. That's why the Bible says that it's time for them to bring forth. He said, but there's no strength to bring forth. It's time for the children to come forth, but there's no strength. No strength, no strength, no strength. And when the children don't come forth, what happens? They can't go back, they die. Where there is no strength, there is usually an abortion and destruction of divine plan. So that's why sometimes you see that you have an idea. Because you didn't do anything about the idea, two years later you see someone executing that same idea. Has it happened to you before? Ah. So, he died in the hand of that person, not in your hand. It was aborted. But someone gave back to it. Someone else gave back to it. Do you think it was only Bill Gates that had the idea of Microsoft? No. He was not the only one. But was the only one that had the opportunity to go to a school where back then, when corporations could not afford computers, they had it in the school so he could play with it. I pray for you that in this month of February, divine plan will not be aborted. In the name of Jesus. And you know the cardinal key to developing strength is growth. 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 No matter how much a five-year-old goes to the gym, he huh? can never develop capacity to carry certain things. As long as the child is five years old, you know, say, ah, she'll be your five years old, you'll be coming to the gym, they will carry 50 kg. The child will be dying. So the cardinal key to developing strength is growth. Any area of your life where you notice that there is weakness, make up your mind to grow very fast in that area. And you know the thing about biological growth is that you can't speed it up. But any other area of your life, you can speed up growth in that area. That's the opportunity God has given man. You can't say, ah, I want to grow, don't I? I want to grow. Oh, today I'm 25. Ah! I want to be 50 next year. It can't happen. You still need another 25 years to be 50. But you can be in penury today. And you say that in the next week, 65 days, I'm going to be a multi-millionaire. If you do what is required, you find out what is required and you commit yourself to the practice of it. It can happen within 12 calendar months. Because that one, it is as far as your eyes can see. But biological growth, it is as far as time allows but every other growth is as far as your eyes can see. Is as far as your eyes can see. 
So I'm going to call it a wrap here tonight. This is just a foundational laying message for everything we're going to be discussing in this month of February. But tonight I want us to start out by praying. I want us to ask God for open eyes.